Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Quinn, and today I'm joined by my producer, Karis Lay, and my co-hosts, Colton Gibson and Kalani DeLuna. We've got a great show planned for you guys today where we'll talk about some Texas State athletics as well as some Rattler football. But before we get started, let's throw it to Colton for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Colton. Now, to get us started, we're going to start with some Texas State volleyball. The Bobcats went 2-0 and to open Sunbelt Conference play against CLM. They won both sets, both matches, three sets to one. And the Bobcats actually now have a 54-2 and record all-time against the Warhawks, which is, to me, just an insane stat. And they were able to get it done without players like Bailey Hanner and K.J. Johnson. So what are your guys' thoughts on this performance? I mean, being able to, you know, perform that well without K.J. Johnson, who has, you know, shown up and, and been a leader for this team early on, you know, who's already won Sunbelt Awards, who in the past has been a two-time All-American, is definitely, you know, a plus. You you lose, you know, some of these top players, and you're still able to, you know, perform like you have for, you know, 54 sets or whatever that you've beaten ULM before. So, you know, without your top players, you're still able to continue that that streak and continue, you know, playing that well. It's It's really impressive from this team. Do we know if KJ Johnson will be back this Thursday? Um, I don't I'm not sure. Um, they play against JMU. So I think that's a really hard question to answer because, you know, JMU is a big team that they're two and oh as well. Y- yeah. So I mean, I would hope they bring KJ back, but I'm not sure what um injury she has right now to bring her back. But anyways. The Bobcats got it. We got it. Yeah, I would say so. Joey and I, Joey Gonzalez and I, actually called that game um, against ULM on Thursday, the twenty-first, and we just noticed like a lot of changes from the Bobcats volleyball team. Like they have been playing um, a lot of players that we haven't seen before, um, and I'm really excited to see what Sean Hewitt has in store for the Bobcats because I know that he did say that he wants to make it to Sweet 16 and he wants to get to the championships in NCAA. Um, but they've been playing a lot of new new girls. Um, for example, Alyssa Ortega, she was a libero for most mm-hmm. of the ULM games um, because Jackie Lee is, our, is Texas State's usual libero, but... You know, they, they decided to put Alyssa Ortega, and she's been doing awesome. She's been getting under the ball, getting it up, and um, is able to keep the ball alive for the Bobcats. Yeah, also going back to the ULM series, Samantha Lunch stepped up big time for the Bobcats, 13 kills and six blocks, as well as Maggie Walsh, who had her third career double-double. And next up, the Bobcats are opening up road conference play against JMU starting tomorrow. Now, this is a rematch of the 2022 Sunbelt Conference Championship, where unfortunately the Bobcats did fall short last year. But there's only four players from last year's team that will be on the team this season. So do you think that there's more pressure for the Bobcats going into this game against JMU? 
I mean, I, I think it's hard to say that there's more pressure than, you know, the championship game for the conference tournament. But, you know, definitely these players that played in that game last year are going to want to, you know, turn it around and, you know, put together a little bit better of a match, you know, only getting one set in that championship game. But they're already, you know, doing better and preparing better with having all these different players that can play different positions that, you know, play in these different lineups and play in these different situations. They, you know, already are more prepared than they, they seem to be last year. And I do feel like Colton said earlier, like without these main starters in, like someone's going to have to take over. And with Kara saying that everyone's been playing different positions, I feel like this is going to help and spark and bring a new light to this game on Thursday. Yeah, I think um, it's a new dynamic, you know, for only four returning players really is a something new to try with the new players that they brought in. Um, Maggie Walsh has been holding her own and she has been amazing. She, she will go at the bleachers for any ball. Like it doesn't matter where that ball is played. She's running towards it. And she's been playing like all around like back row and front row. I've never seen her been subbed out at least in the ULM um, comp series. And she's been doing great. Um, I think a lot of the players, um, are communicating very well, and I think that's what the team needs, and they're doing great. Yeah, and again, the Bobcats will take on JMU in Virginia starting tomorrow at 5 p.m., but moving on, we're going to transition to some Texas State football. Now, Texas State football is coming off a huge 34-24 win over Nevada. The Bobcats were down 17-0 at halftime, ended up making the program's largest come-from-behind win in its history. The first half was tough. You know, the Wolfpack started scoring a field goal on their first drive. Then the Bobcats' first drive, you know, the Nevada got a pick six, which was unfortunate. But after being down 17-0 at halftime, were you guys expecting this Bobcats team to come back at all? It, it definitely needed, you know, some big corrections and some big updates um, going into the second half. You know, I was I was personally very surprised to see them down 17 to nothing at halftime, you know, coming off of a, a week where they scored 77 points. But the defense really stepped up, stepped up and gave the Bobcats the ball back a lot of times. Big shout out to Brian Holloway, who was named Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Week. Um, this week had 12 tackles and two forced fumbles, which, you know, definitely fueled that come from behind win and is going to set the Bobcats up really nice going into the conference schedule. Yeah, um, I did not expect the Bobcats like, I don't know, something in my stomach, but like <laughs> once halftime and obviously that pep talk during halftime, some but something like changed us around because we just dominated in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, I was definitely a little a little nervous <laughs> going into halftime, but you know, they they rallied in the third quarter. They scored three touchdowns and like Colton was saying, shout out the Bobcats defense. Finished with three takeaways, which resulted in 14 points off of turnovers. They forced four fumbles. So the defense was really, really on point that game and really helped the Bobcats get that win. But next up, the Bobcats are going to travel to Southern Miss for their first conference game of the season. The Bobcats are taking one of their best starts to a season into this conference opener. And I want to know, what are you guys' predictions for this game? What are, you, what are you expecting? I mean, obviously, this season has been something that we haven't seen in the past with, you know, Texas State, you know, stringing three wins together. You know, since I've been here, they haven't been above 500 other than this season. And, you know, shockingly enough, they're opening, if you like to bet, they're opening as five and a half point favorites against Southern Miss. And that's a game that's on the road. So, you know, we haven't seen Texas State, you know, be a favorite in a lot of these games. So to see that, you know, it, it has to, you know, boost everybody's confidence just a little bit. 
Yeah, coming off back-to-back um, games into this weekend is going to be great. And, you know, Texas State is entering um, week five among nation leaders in offensively and scoring offense and as well as total offense and defense. You know, team sacks, they're seventh in the nation. So this should be a really exciting, fun game, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some Bobcat soccer and Rattler football. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. And we're back. We're going to move on with some Texas State soccer now. Texas State soccer is 6-3-2 on the season. They just had a 1-1 draw against Troy in conference play on Sunday. Now, this does extend their unbeaten streak to six games, but I think this was a tough draw for the Bobcats. They really had a hard time creating chances at goal and only five shots on goal. What do you guys think when the Bobcats just aren't creating? You know, they're tying they've tied back to back games. What are your thoughts when they can't when they can't finish? Well, you know, this draw is definitely a little more controversial than than other ones. Um, you know, one one with the Bobcats scoring back at basically the twenty minute mark and then Troy scoring in the seventy third minute mark. But with about two minutes left, Zoe Jr. was faking on defenders, getting inside the box and ultimately shot a goal, shot the ball that reached the back of the net and was called offsides. So, you know, with two and a half minutes left, the potential match-winning goal was called off, and that had to, I mean, obviously at that point, you know, not a lot of time left to do anything else, but, you know, they really were in a position to, to get this win after giving up that tying goal, you know, with about 20 minutes left. So it's really kind of disappointing to see them give up a game with, you know, such little time left on the board. Yeah, uh, very disappointing for this draw. But next up, the Bobcats are traveling to Atlanta to take on Georgia State on Friday for another conference game. You know, do you think the Bobcats are going to continue their unbeaten streak? Are we hoping that they're not going to tie this game? I don't know that much about Georgia State soccer, to be honest, but I hope they're not doing as well as the football team has been doing, and that, that's all I you know, have to say. Um, I think you know this is a tough team, and they you know, put together some really good games, even their losses. You know, most of them are, are one goal, pretty, pretty close games. So you know, I think they, they can you know, be in any game that they put themselves in. Yeah, well, you know, Texas State soccer again, taking on Georgia State Friday. So moving on, I want to get into some San Marcos High School football. Having a very, very rough season, are now 0-5 after losing to Eagle Pass 32-40. to And this was their last game, you know, before district play begins. They have a bye week this week, and I think they have a lot of work to do. But what what do the Rattlers need to do to get a win on this season, guys? So at this point, I know, so they're only halfway through their season. They're 0-5. But at this point, I feel like they're in the position of, you know, like when an NFL team has like two wins going into the last week, like you just need to try anything, do anything you can to spark something like put the quarterback at wider. I mean, I know KG Webb played wide receiver before. So do some put somebody else back there, get somebody else getting reps. You can't make the playoffs anyways. So just try something else to get a win. That's all you want is to get a win up on the board. And you got five more games to do it, but you really don't play any rough teams until like the last week playing East Central. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Colton. I mean, like at this point, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> like you need to try anything and everything that you can, you know, get the boys out of their comfort zone <clears throat> and like just try and motivate them, too, because I bet like not being able to play in playoffs is a really big effect on this team's morale and how what direction they're heading um and it just 
sets them up to not want to play football because they can't make it to the playoffs. But, you know, there's still people out there who are watching them. Scouts probably possibly like anything and everything that that could happen for these boys. So you might as well just do what you can to push them. Yeah. Going back to what Colton said, like change, make some changes, change something up, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, respecting, expecting different results. Crazy. Like I maybe change the QB position. I would, I would love to see, (laughs) I'd love to see a change there. Maybe see if he can, you know, spark their offense and get something going. But I think something definitely has to change and they need to do it quickly. And hopefully they have a different mentality with like starting district. Hopefully that brings more of a different energy and mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Their games have certainly gotten closer. Um, You know, the last game they lost by only a touchdown instead of by eight touchdowns. So (laughs) the team has definitely gotten better. The offense has, has started to produce more. The defense has started to prevent the other offenses team from producing a little bit more, but you know, still have not been able to to reach that first win. And that includes many games that they've given up in the second half. So they just, you know, what they're doing now isn't working. So you got to find something else. Yeah, well, you know, again, the Rowlers have a bye week, but their next game will be on October 6th against Clemens. So make sure to tune into that one. But moving on, we're going to move into our Tuesday tally, which I'm really excited about. (laughs) So every Tuesday on our Instagram at KTSW Sports, you know, we post a poll and we want y'all to answer. And this week's poll was, you know, do we think Taylor Swift will be attending another Chiefs game to see Travis Kelsey? And the results for, yes, it's a love story, you know, 57%. And then the all for PR, she'll shake it off, got 43%. So, I mean, I'm going to open up to y'all. What do y'all think about this? I want my Swifties to talk first here in the building Yeah, Colton Colton has his Taylor Swift shirt on, so do I. (laughs) So, Colton, let's let's, let's hear it. So, so here's the thing. Um, They've, you know, a lot of people, this has just been floating around. This is, you know, kind of brought... A lot of viewers to the NFL. So if it is for PR, then maybe it's a good thing. Get get more eyes on the TV, you know. But if it's not, they've they've talked to Jason Kelsey a lot about it, and he said, you know, I don't know what Trav's doing, but he's just having fun, you know, just hanging out. So I think there's a chance that this is this is a real deal. I mean, we'll see what happens the next time the Chiefs are at Arrowhead, but. Travis Kelsey definitely shot a shot and got a lot further than a lot of other people did. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think. Okay, I think it's an 80% PR stunt, 20% real. I just say that just because, I, like I said before we started, all publicity is good publicity. And, you know, in jersey sales for Kelsey, they spiked 400%. It's bringing them money. It's, <laughs> it's bringing more, more views to the games and is bringing more Chiefs fans. And I just think, you know, that... That is what it is, is just PR stunt. But there could be a possibility where they just so happen to fall in love. You know, cute little love story. Honestly, last week when I was seeing all the stuff on ESPN and like Travis Kelsey went and did an interview like talking about her and then Jason Kelsey said, oh, yeah, I think they're I think they're having fun. I did not believe it. Like I was not expecting to turn on the Chiefs game and see Taylor Swift there. But also, you know, like that was being announced everywhere. I was getting Bleacher Report, Sports Center, like Daily Mail, literally every every alert you could think of. And once people found out she was at that game, I mean, 
obviously TV views went up so much for that game, way more than like any other NFL game in a while. They probably spiked just as much as the jersey sales, yeah, to be it honest. Was, it was honestly <laughs> insane. But, you know, imagine going to an NFL game, looking behind you, and like Taylor Swift's literally in the box. I would be more interested in that than the game. Yeah. I, saw, I also saw that he actually got like 300,000 new Instagram followers or something because Swifties. of that. So all the all the 50s <laughs> are carrying over. But, you know, he's got to be careful, you know, because I, I said this before the show, but <laughs> but the Swifties are the most powerful non-political group in the world. And if he messes up, <laughs> if he messes up, then, you know, he'll probably have to retire. I agree with that. Yeah, I would say like PR, I think it's 75 percent and a love story, 25 um, like we were talking before the show, like it was funny, like during the game, most of the Chiefs players were turning around yeah. and like, OMG, she is here, like waving and shocked. And like, I know Patrick Mahomes was like, I hope I can meet her one yeah. day. Yeah. So I don't know. But then the only thing that trips me up is after the game when they were walking out, like I was expecting them to hold hands or something. I don't know. It's just starting out, Kaylani. I know, but like. I don't know. <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes was like twiddling his little fingers. He's, He's like, like yeah. hey girl. No, like, because <laughs> apparently Travis Kelsey literally only told them like before the day they gave the day that's, of the game that funny. he was going. And Patrick Mahomes is like, I did not believe him when he said that. Like I thought he was just telling a joke and messing around like he always does. Well, you know, he went out on the internet, said he made a friendship bracelet with his number on it. And she, he never got to meet her. So like everyone thought it was like one and done. Like, oh, it only... He can only dream, you know, but because he came out with that, like Taylor's going to notice that and Taylor's going to be like, OK, let's give him a shot. You know, like mm. I, that's how it works out in Hollywood. <laughs> His commitment is insane. You know, yeah. shout out to him. He he definitely he definitely wanted it. But um, moving on, you know, on Monday night, we had two NFL matchups. First was Eagles versus Bucks. It was the battle of the Beatons and the Eagles dominated 25 to 11. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, you know, he's he's struggling right now. They were struggling to find a good rhythm. And, you know, they were playing against one of the best defenses. And it really showed that they're just they're just struggling right now. But um, what did you guys did you guys watch this game? What did you see? Yeah, I had to tune in and see the other Kelsey brother, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you but, go. You know, one of the leaders of that offensive line that has really started to open up this run game for the Eagles. DeAndre Swift, 130 yards over 16 carries. Um Jalen Hurts, you know, was coming into the season trying to, you know, put up those MVP numbers. And not that he hasn't, but they've finally started to use the running backs, and he hasn't even had to run all that much. DeAndre Swift has, you know, he got the opportunity a couple weeks ago when he was the only running back that wasn't on the injury report, and he's taken it and run with it, you know, a new opportunity outside of Detroit, and he, you know, has, has put the Jets on, and he's he's really been putting some really good games together. Yeah, I mean, Eagles totally dominated. I mean, Tampa's run game was almost non-existent. Like, Rashad White, I think he only had, like, a little bit over 30 yards for 14 carries. It was it was absolutely insane, and I was, I was expecting, you know, I always want Baker Mayfield to do well. You know, we went to the same high school. I've been watching him for a while, but, you know, hopefully they can get it together because I'm pretty sure they have, you know, their division opener this weekend, so. But another game that happened on Monday night was the Rams versus the Bengals, and the Bengals barely held on 19 to 16. I was I was very concerned. And another quarterback we saw struggling was Joe Burrow. Obviously he had that injury, but um what did you guys think about Joe Burrow's performance that game? It was his first win of the season. I know Bengal fans that's going crazy and yeah. Um 
I don't know. They started off very sluggish. I mean, the defense honestly probably was the only real reason like they won this past Monday. But yeah. Yeah, Joey is definitely having a rough start. Joey B, um, not the same quarterback that has been seen in the past couple of years that has put him in the conversation of being one of the elite quarterbacks. But, you know, I'm kind of more worried about the Rams. They still haven't put together a win, and my fantasy team still hasn't gotten to start Cooper Cup. So what's the deal? <laughs> Cooper Cup still hasn't, you know, seen the field yet, and I'm starting to get a little bit worried um, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried just about the Rams in general. Um, you know, Matt Stafford is, you know, they're kind of walking that line where they're like, how long is Matt Stafford going to be this guy? And time is really starting to run out. I think Father Time is just catching up a little bit. They got their Super Bowl a couple years ago, but they're struggling right now. I know, even watching the game, he was just struggling to connect the shortest passes. I mean, the guy would be right open. He would, like, throw it behind him, short. So, you know, he definitely needs to step it up. But, um, you know, there's a lot of more NFL games coming this week. We have week four. But um, how many of you guys are in a fantasy league? Oh, I'm in uh, six fantasy leagues. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm in two, and one of them I'm 0-3, and, and the other one I'm 3-0. and So my 0-3 one's really struggling. My dad lets me hear about it every single day. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm in one, and it was with, like, my dad, a few of his coworkers, and, like, my sisters and my stepmom, and... I don't know who's on my team. I have not checked. <laughs> Apparently, I have a really good player benched. I don't know how to how to switch that up, or I need some guidance with Fantasy League. This is my first one, and I missed the draft. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed, like, one of the most important parts. So you parts. just had, like, an auto draft for Yeah, you? basically. Oh, I just didn't log in on time. So. Okay. Let me tell you. First advice, don't have <laughs> six teams, because I couldn't tell you anything that's going on in any of my teams right now because it's so... <laughs> overwhelming that I just when Thursday comes around I just set the lineup and I don't look at it again until like Tuesday or Wednesday until I have to set the lineup again for the next week yeah I still have to log into the app can't even keep up with <laughs> that's you. if that tells you anything yeah I don't have a fantasy league but I'm here for moral support and yeah but I do have a question for y'all how do you how do you feel about um the MLB you know the Houston Astros are two and a half games behind how are you feeling about that? Let me ask you, you know, <laughs> Rangers, I, like, come on. You know, I need them to pick it up. Losing against the A's and the Royals is crazy to me. Um, it's just, oh my gosh, I just can't, I can't <laughs> even deal with it. I can't cope. And Kobe's in the studio and he's just like cringing at everything <laughs> that so, we're saying. So here's the thing. It, the Astros, you know, I'm, I don't think they're going to win the division at this point. They're probably, that's probably out of the question. But they're going to be in the playoffs. And the Astros, they've got more playoff experience than anybody else. Altuve's played like 80 playoff games or something. So, Taylor, I think I want to ask you, how's it feel to have your team in fourth place right now? You know, I think they were eliminated from the playoffs (laughs) yesterday since we want to call people out on here. See, 78 and 80, 19 and a half games out of first place. He's coming from your throat. He's coming from your throat. Oh, my. Stop. Okay, yeah, no, it's not not a good feeling. I, I know they obviously don't have a chance, you know. Of course, the Dodgers have to be on top, which is the worst feeling because I cannot stand the Dodgers whatsoever. Nobody can. Good gosh, I can't can't stand them being on number one. But um, yeah, I don't know who to root for now. I'm not I'm not gonna vote for the Rangers or the Astros. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay neutral on that one. Yeah, do y'all know who like the wild cards are supposed to be at all? Yeah, so right now, I believe after last night, the um, three teams in the American League wild card are. 
the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and the Astros. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of right now. It's really just open. Um, there's, I believe, five or six games left, and it's just kind of. I'm sorry, I'm, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Astros. The Mariners are not in right now, but only mm-hmm. half a game out, and that's why a lot of people, you know, the Astros and the Mariners play today, and kind of saying that that's it's the season tonight with. You know, if the Mariners win, they'll be in the wild card. If the Astros win, then they'll kind of go up with the Mariners still having to play four games against the Rangers to end their season. Yeah. The Astros have a 57% chance of winning tonight. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I love those percentages. <laughs> it's a 57 to 43. So, and the game tonight is at... 8.40 p.m. This is an odd time yeah, to start. those West start. Coast start times, yeah, you know. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, I think there's five playoff spots left, and the regular season will be done Sunday. But, yeah, Braves, Dodgers, Twins, Orioles, Rays, Brewers, Phillies, those are the teams that have clinched it. But um, I don't know. Do you do you see Astros coming out on top, Karis? I think it's going to be if, the Rangers. If they, okay, if they do come out top, it's by, like, like half a game like it is not going to be anywhere it's going to be so close um but at this point if they don't win tonight i don't think they're gonna make it i think they're gonna fall through perhaps wild card i don't know don't i don't think so i just they really just have to like lock in at this point and push through and win these next games yeah, not that it matters for my team, but, you know, the Giants play the Padres tonight, and I can't wait to go to class tomorrow and see Joey. Hopefully hopefully we get a W so I can I can talk a little crud to him in class tomorrow, <laughs> but um, that should, should be an interesting game. Not that it really matters for anything for the Giants, but anyways, um, I'm going to throw it to Karis for the weather. Yes, so... It is currently 87 degrees outside, partly cloudy, Um as we know, I think it was last week, it was the first official day of fall. And, you know, everybody wants to go out in their sweaters, but it's too hot right now to do that. Um, tomorrow, the low is 69 and the high is 92. And then Friday, low is 68 and the high is 92. But we're getting in the 80s. Um, hopefully it will keep dropping. You know, I want to curl up in a nice sweater with hot cocoa and watching a little fall movie so that's me personally what about y'all yeah me too it definitely doesn't feel like fall right now i'm tired of walking to class sweating coming here sweating i i need it to be fall come on texas let's yeah. change it up a little bit these heat waves have been the death of me yeah ready for hoodie season legging <laughs> season everything i was wearing leggings like not like this week and it was i was like it is too hot outside to be wearing these right now i like, haven't even touched my leggings in like a year maybe so and i just bought i was telling aaron who's on staff with us i literally just bought uggs the other day and i can't even wear them yet because my feet are just gonna sweat yeah all right well that is all the time we have for today's episode don't worry we'll have you covered again on friday with another edition of bobcat radio now if you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to hear more then make sure to keep up with us at ktsw sports on all social media For Kara Slay, Colton Gibson, and Kalani DeLuna, I'm Taylor Quinn, and thank you for listening to this episode of Bobcat Radio.